Welcome to the Business Animal Podcast. Saddle up for a gallop to the top of the animal industry, where you'll learn how to tame your wild business beast with tips, techniques, and tools that will take overwhelm to obedience school and have you wagging your tail with joy. And now your hosts, Kim Beer and Kara Taylor Swift. Hey there, business animals. It's Kim with Be More Business. And Kara with Fast Horse Photography. And welcome to another episode of The Business Animal. In today's episode, we're going to talk about finding and living your worthy hell yeah or your why. (laughs) So I had to come up, Kara, with an acronym for why um, or for words to make why an acronym. Oh, is that what that is? That's what that hell yeah is the acronym. Worthy hell yeah. Worthy hell yeah. Yeah, sometimes. Um, well, that I'm... makes more sense now. <laughs> you didn't catch on to that because they were. I just all thought you were like, "Hell yeah!" <laughs> <laughs> so, um, part of what I've done in my own business is I've created my own little manifesto um, for sustainable entrepreneurship because I I feel so connected to being sustainable as an entrepreneur. I don't know about you, but. I don't ever intend to retire. This is this is my life moving forward forever until I just literally cannot do it anymore. So I created these tenants and there's eight of them that are part of being a sustainable entrepreneur. And if you get interested in it and you're listening to this, you can go to my website at bemorebusiness.com and you can find a blog post. It's like really prominent on there that talks about all eight of the tenants. But the first one is to really know and live your why. It's that important. It's number one on that list and it's number one for a reason. So I'm going to read what I wrote about the practice of what your why is. So your why is your go juice. It's your mantra. It's the reason you get up in the morning. It's the engine that powers your ambition and courage. It's the thing that makes you move forward when life gets hella hard and weighs you down. When you connect with your why, with your mission and your life, you make things happen. When you have a clear connection to your why, fear and doubt, don't steal your time and progress. So write down your why on paper and announce it daily. Live your why out loud. I wanted something a little bit more than why. So that's where the worthy hell yeah came from. I do believe it's really important to live your why, to know it and to experience it every single day. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Yeah, when I was thinking about this topic, I came across the book Find Your Why by Simon Sinek. I probably didn't pronounce that correctly. But one of the things that he says is words may inspire, but only action creates change. And I love this because it says when you live your why, you're consistently making decisions with your why at the front and center. And your why is a compass that provides the direction and focus for you to live your life with purpose and on purpose. And when I think about this, I think about my why and the reason that I made the change to a creative life. And that was because I was working a nine to five and then some, and I was traveling four days a week and I was never home. And my why, yes, it's to live a creative life, but it's also so that I can be an active and engaged member of my family and I can be a good mom and a better spouse. And it gives me the freedom to be home. Home and it gives me the mindset to be present. That's where my why came and part of the reason that I 
moved into a creative life. So I love that. Both of these give me the chills. Yeah, I know. It doesn't it? So you shared your why. I'll share mine. Uh, My big why is to make a difference. That's actually my number one value. And your values and your why are very deeply connected to each other, in my opinion. So my why is to make a difference in my own and others' lives through creativity and knowledge. I love to share my creativity. I love to share my knowledge. And when it makes a difference for somebody else, it either picks them up and inspires them to go be creative themselves, or it helps them in their business, or it gives them the knowledge or piece of information that they need to know to be able to complete a task, whether that's something technical or something they found out about themselves. That just makes me feel like I'm living my purpose on this planet. And it's much bigger and much more woo-woo than just, oh, yay, go girl, get it done. It's, wow, that's why I'm here. That's that's what I'm meant to be doing. That's why. That's my why. <laughs> so with all of that said, I do think this is a really important topic for people to do some good thinking about. And so our big three for this episode are related to that. So the first one is clarify your why. Really get to know it. Hone it down to exactly what it is that you're doing, your why you're doing it. And then two, write some rules around that so that you really can stay the course in staying focused on your why. And then finally, the third one is share your why. Because if other people know it and you state it, and I know I'm going to get woo-woo here again, (laughs) which I love to do, but you know, you tell the universe and all the universe will conspire to help you be able to achieve that. Oh boy, here we and, go. Uh, yes, I know. I'm barking over into the land of fairies and <laughs> magic wands, but... I was going to say, your your yeah, muse just flew by. I, she did. I saw her on the screen. <laughs> <laughs> she did. So no, I mean in all jokes, I I laugh about it and make jest, but you're I'm I'm feeling you there. Yeah, it's just all the universe will conspire to help you. The problem is is if you're not clear on it though, you don't know what you want and it's really hard for that to happen for for anybody to help you be able to live your why. Well, knowing your why provides that clarity on where you're going. You know, it provides those next steps and it gives you that reason to get your butt out of bed every day and get to work, you know, to get moving forward. It keeps you focused. There's like so many things there. I don't know. I was looking at this and I even saw a study that said having your why and your purpose can actually help you live longer. They're like, they've they've done studies with the elderly. And if they have a job, like if they're charged with caring for a grandchild because their parents have to work or they have a reason to like get up and go do something in the morning, that they actually live longer. You know, they they have a why. They have a reason to get out of bed in the morning. They have a passion something that they care about. I feel like living, you know, my husband talks to my son about grit all the time, you know, and having grit to to work through things. And, you know, it gives you a reason to overcome obstacles and setbacks. So if you're, you know, if you're thinking about your business and you're thinking about moving forward with your why and your goals, like having an impassioned reason behind your why, when you experience setbacks in your business, you're going to be more likely to persevere and to like work through those things than you would if it wasn't connected to your why. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Perseverance is important, especially for entrepreneurship and especially when you're working with animals. It gets hard 
out here. I know on our ranch, it gets really hard. And speaking of that, the ranch that we were just photographing at, I don't have it in front of me, but Jesse wrote yesterday a lot about- I love That it. was just so touching. She wrote about how ranching is, is hard. It can get very difficult. There's a lot of loss. There's a lot of hard it work. Ugly. It can get ugly. Yeah. I always say living here on this ranch is-, is It's dirty. It ages you. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just say we're living in the blood and guts of life because there's days around here that it just, it literally is blood and guts of life. You have to have a good connection with your why to carry you through those days. And I think for her, I, at the end of that, her why was being able to to spend that time with her family and to be, to have that close connection with them and to look out over the beauty of nature and the land. So it is a big, big deal. And I don't think enough people spend enough time giving this credence in their mind and in their schedule to really get to to know what their purpose is their what their why is and I do believe it can get you to live longer I know a great number of horsewomen that live extended lives because they have this connection and part of their why is associated with those big beautiful animals out in their pasture and I also know a number of people who are have just as tight a connection with dogs or another species of animal so I think in many ways probably our listeners out there, a good chunk of your why may have an association with four paws or four hooves and it probably, or maybe two chicken feet. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there's some chicken people out there right now that are... Chickens are the why. I do love my chickens. I don't know if they're a big part of my why, but... (laughs) I do love my chickens. (laughs) So, so first of all, I guess the, the thing that we probably want to talk about first in clarifying your why, one thing I want to clarify before we clarify the why is that I think you can have different whys for different parts of your life. There may be this kind of overarching why and purpose for you, but I think sometimes you have a personal why and then you have a professional one. So you have one that that's more associated with your business. And I would wait that the two are probably pretty tied together. My personal one probably has more to do with the creativity where my professional one has more to do with the making a difference part. So in, in my own experience. Also, when starting to get to know your why, again, I'm going to reiterate, it, it gets closely defined into your values. So what is it that you truly value and you yourself value, not values that were handed to you by your parents or handed to you by your culture. And and Karen and I talked a little bit about this. My parents and her parents both shared a common value, which was money. They they were very, very tied into the, the value. And oftentimes it's not the value in and of itself. It's what the value brings you. The money brought security. For, for my family, it was security. They lived, both of them, both my parents lived somewhat risky childhoods. I mean, they weren't always super secure and money was a way for them to buy security. They liked that secure feeling of knowing that there were those dollars in their bank account that they could rely on if they needed it. But that focus was really tied directly around that. And I carried that forward into my adult life where money really doesn't mean as much to me as it did to them. 
not that I don't like it universe, but <laughs> but it doesn't have the same wealth meaning. My parents really instilled in us this work ethic, you know, that you work hard to get the things that you want and need and you work hard, you work multiple jobs and that came sometimes before everything else, if that makes sense. And I don't think that was always intentional. I mean, I don't want it to sound like I wasn't loved or anything, but you know, our families had to work really, really hard and my parents had multiple jobs and that came at the cost of less time, I think, you know, as a family. And so for me, I know why my why is connected to that because I worked a career for a long time that was very demanding and my work came first and it defined me before everything else in my life. So having to step back and reevaluate my own values and things that are important to me and make some changes around that, you know, was huge for me. All of that is the wonderful personal journey of life that that we're all on. It's all a discovery process (laughs) and in learning these things about ourselves. Kira, I thought you came up with a really nice list here that I think you should share with people about some ways to get started in finding your why because they're they're really interesting and they're all very true to help you be able to kind of narrow that large number of things in your life that you value or that you feel very purposeful for down into the one that that matters the most. Every small business owner wants to gain traction in their marketing. After three decades of working with small business owners just like you, I have developed what I call my 4x4 marketing method. In just one 90-minute session, you'll discover the four major focus areas of a successful marketing plan, and together we'll uncover where your business is getting stuck. You'll leave the session with an action plan of next steps that engage your revenue engine. Drop by bemorebusiness.com to request your session today. That's B-E-M-O-R-E business. See you there. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, we can talk all day long about the importance of having your why, you know, why you need that for your animal based business. But I wanted to give you guys a few tips to kind of help you get started thinking about what your why might be, how it's connected to your life and potentially your animal based business. So I would encourage you guys, first of all, to think about the times in your life that you were doing something and you just kind of forgot about time, the passage of time, you know, just time just got away from you because you were wrapped up in what you were doing. That whole time flies when you're having fun mentality comes into play there. So thinking about those things that make you come alive, that you get kind of lost in and you just lose time, like that might be a place to start looking for your why. The second thing is think back to what you enjoyed as a young person or college student, for example. A lot of times I think as adults, we have these things as children that we were passionate about and that we loved, but then, you know, the societal expectations pushed us into, I don't know, getting a business degree or a public administration degree like I have, you know, when really there was something you loved as a child, but you had to say goodbye to that for some reason. I mean, that's how I ended up becoming an equine photographer is I went back to what I enjoyed in my heart as a child, as a young person. And that's where that came from. Think about how you would spend your time if you only had six months to live a year to live, five years to live. If you could do anything you wanted in that time and didn't need to worry about a paycheck, you know, this would be the sentence that people remember you for. You know, what would that be? Have you ever thought of that before? I, I've not thought of that, but but I think that's something that we all could be thinking about. 
Oh, okay. Number four, are there things in your life that you are willing to put in the work for, go the extra mile, and will even go out of the way to complete, to accomplish, or to enjoy? These are sometimes the things that maybe you're being paid to do them, but you would probably do them even if you weren't getting paid. You know, so think about those types of things, something that you really like. Number five, what have you always been good at? Are there things that you're really good at? that you also enjoy because remember just because you're really good at it if you hate doing it it's probably not going to be your why and that (laughs) kind of flows into this last one that I have here you know what do people tend to come to you for all the time for help with or advice around you know that might be your little superpower that might be your why if it's but once again if it's something that you absolutely can't stand or hate doing then maybe it's not your why so these are just six things that you guys can think about to get you going in the right direction to figure out your why for your personal life, but also for your animal-based business. Absolutely. I do have a couple of comments in there. The last one that you said, I I often <laughs> now what I do, and I think this is going to flow right into our next, which is write the rules for your why. I'm really good with computers and technology. That's a very money-making career. I mean, it's it definitely provides the income. It's just not often a very creative career. <laughs> some, I guess it can be in some instances, but it's not the kind of creativity that I particularly personally want to be doing. So it took me a really long time to realize that just because I'm really good at it doesn't mean that I have to or that I'm compelled or even that I should be doing it. Thankfully, life has sort of, pushed me. Maybe it was my my personal guides or my angels, whatever you want to call those things that helped me through my life. But whatever it was, I, I kind of tripped and fell past the being tied down into a really technical career, which is what I was started out as in corporate America. I just got downsized out of my company and then a whole odyssey of things happened. <laughs> And that happened very early when I was in my early 20s. So ending up being an entrepreneur probably wasn't on my list of things to do when I was a kid. I also want to remind people back to that statement that Kara made about what did you enjoy as a as a kid or when you were younger. If you walk into a kindergarten classroom and you ask them, who here is a painter? everybody raises their hand or who here is a writer? You know, we were all those things when we were young and before culture said you have to do it to this level of expectation. And it's not that that may lead you to your why, but it it definitely might give you an inclination as to what you value and where, where that path will lead will lead you directly to your why. So I think this is a good place to jump off into our uh, tip number two or second of the big three, which is write your rules for your why. And here's where I came up with this. So my good friend, Melissa Pierce, who has been on the show with us, she has a, in the training program that I went through with her, you write things using your move to and move away from regarding your values. And I kind of modified that for you guys to to do for writing your rules for your why. But I want to want to give props back to Melissa for that education because it it made a huge difference in my life to understand my values and then to also understand how they relate to my why. And again, I took that exercise and made it into this one. Before I get into 
the rules though, there's one other place that I want to send you back to listen to in the business animal archives. And that's the one that will will keep you from doing any of these things, including writing the rules, is to get off your butt. And I don't mean the one you're sitting on. I mean that butt, the the whiny butt, the I've got to have my ducks in a row. But we had a very fun and enlightening episode around that in season one. And if you haven't listened to that episode, episode eight, please go back and listen to it. It's entertaining on top of everything else because we do talk a lot about butts, but in a fun, punny way. Lots of butt jokes. (laughs) Yeah, we, we have butt jokes. Go back and listen to that because what happens when you go to write your rules for your why is that you're going to get stymied by your butt. Your butt is going to get in the way because you're going to go, but I can't do it because of this or, but I can't, I can't live that why, but, 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 but. So get off your butt first. The two rules that I want you to come up with, and I'd like you to actually write at least three or four for each one of these statements, finishing these sentences. I live my why when I. So for me, one of those statements reads like this. I live my why when I am teaching and instructing people because that makes a huge difference in people's lives. I live my why when I'm doing this podcast. That's a big part of it. I live my why when I'm getting ready to go on this retreat that Kara and I are both leaving and we're about going back out west to photograph. (laughs) But I live my why when I'm helping the photographers at that retreat or when I'm setting up what their vision is. All of those things roll back to making that difference through using my creativity and my knowledge and my my God-given gifts. So that's a really important piece. So Kara, how do you complete at least that sentence on one occasion? I live my why when I... Your equine-based business has unique needs. It's your job to tell the story of your horse brand. You know what you want to say, but creating or finding powerful storytelling images that grab the attention of your ideal client can be a challenge, especially when you're busy running your business. That's why equine industry business leaders turn to Fast Horse Photography and a library featuring thousands of searchable images available for businesses just like yours. And guess what? 100% of those images are horse-related, Now, finding the right horse images for your website, social media, and all your other needs is easier than ever. Find the perfect images for your equine business right now at FastHorsePhotography.com. That's FastHorsePhotography.com. I live my why when I stick to my to-do list and I don't get distracted by other things so that I can leave at the end of the day and go and be present with my family and my animals and do things outside of the office. I know that sounds super cheesy, but a hard part of my life has been putting work down and being present in the moment. And so I'm really living my why when I do that. So I live my why when I stay in the present moment with my family. Yeah. So you've got, you have rules, you have rules. So use that sentence and write your rules for, I live my why when I, 
And it's really easy when you have it written down for you to be able to say, okay, I have a reminder now. And although our next one is to share your why, these rules are important. I would write them down and and put them on the wall where you look at them so that you're reminded about them. The second set of rules that I want you to write are I move away from my why when I. I move away from my why when I. So for me, I move away from my why when I get bogged down in highly detailed non-creative projects. And remember that statement I made just a few minutes ago, I'm good with technology, I'm good with computers, and my corporate job, I actually built computers and wrote the training manuals to send off to the FDA to review drugs. So I was part of a project where it was one of the very first organizations to actually put technology so that drug reviewers could review drug applications on a computer versus on a paper project. And again, I've really dated myself with that. <laughs> that was a long time ago, but it was highly technical and it was very cutting edge at the time. And it was also very highly detailed and it didn't have a ton of creativity to it because writing user manuals is pretty much, and then you press enter. <laughs> I cannot tell you how many times I've typed that sentence in my life, but it just was not, it was not me living my purpose. It was a wonderful thing to maybe make a difference for the FDA reviewers, but for me, It was not my happy space. And honestly, I was in a funk and a depression for my 20s. Getting away from that energy and moving into entrepreneurship, which was a little bit of a rocky start for me. So it was just not a good space. And if I'd had the wherewithal to know that my why was making that creative difference for people, then I would have been more cognizant of of why I was so depressed and why I was not happy. It's a big deal. So do you have one of those, Kara? I move away from my why when I... Yeah, I move away from my why in terms of my professional side of things when I take jobs that are not really in my niche. Maybe I feel desperate, like I just haven't had enough work lately to make me feel comfortable or, you know, and then I end up feeling resentful because it's not work that I enjoy. It's not work that really fits my niche. And then I bring that home with me. I'm anxious. I'm resentful. And then I, you know, it's really hard for me to kind of drop all that and walk into my family. So, you know, my professional why is very much connected to my personal why in that regard. I think for most people, they are pretty tightly connected, if not almost exactly the same. So again, the exercise here is for you to take those two sentences, completing them. I live my why when I, and I move away from my why when I, and just complete them for four, five, six, how many ever sentences until you've kind of run out of. And then if you feel yourself really being joyful in your day and really feeling like you're kind of on task and on target and just being there living your purpose. If it's not that first sentence, if you haven't written that one down, go add it to your rules. And if you find yourself being really resentful and unhappy and feeling like, I just don't want to do this. This is not what I'm supposed to be doing. Then go add that to your rules to move away from. And it gives you a really nice guideline. And I know it sounds absolutely silly simple, but it does work. It definitely helps you stay more on task. And if you're having a bad day or you're feeling like that that entrepreneurial blues that happens 
to all of us, go look at the I live my why when I list and pick something off of it and do it. Because <laughs> it will lift your day right on back up. And you will maybe not get completely out of the blues, but you will definitely be a lot further along in that in that regard. The final one of the big three for this is to share your why. So we've talked about writing it down and about keeping it visible, but I also encourage you to share it with people that you trust and that you love, your family, your significant others, your friends, your your colleagues, people in that you're in business with. Because the more that you put it out there to the world, again, the more everyone, including the universe, will conspire to help you live that why. Kara, do you share your why with your family? Definitely. Definitely. It comes back to that a lot. So I definitely share it with my family. I I wouldn't say that I have it like written down hanging anywhere in the studio, but I do share it and I share it often and I come back to it over and over and over again. And I remind myself even to my family, you know, why I'm taking a certain job or not taking a certain job. And you know, that I'm going to do everything I can to be present, that sort of thing. So I don't know if there's anyone out there that has struggled with that like me, but if you have, it's a constant thing. But knowing your why and your reasoning behind it really has helped me, you know, move forward with it and make choices for my family, but also for my business, you know, because it keeps you from being so distracted. All those reasons in the beginning, you know, why you need to find your why are there. Absolutely. That hungry entrepreneurship sometimes gets in the way of us living our why for darn sure. (laughs) Sometimes I, I see people do that all the time, especially with um, being able to define their target market, which um, hint, hint is an upcoming episode. So, <laughs> That's right. Because um, they'll be worried. Oh, my gosh, I don't want to exclude anybody. And the problem is, is that they do need to exclude them because they need to be doing exactly what we've yeah. talked about in this episode, which is living your why. So thank you guys for tuning in. Um, Kara, do you want to review the big three before we close out? That's right. So the big three for today on finding and living your worthy hell yeah why are clarifying your why and we've talked about some ways you guys can start that process having you write the rules for your why you know I live my why when I and I move away from my why when I so start thinking about those rules and then finally share your why write it down keep it visible and share it often we'd love to hear from you guys we'd love to hear what you thought about this episode we also you know if you guys want to pop into the comments and tell us about your why. We'd love to hear it. Are they similar to Kim's and mine? Or do you have something completely different that you're working towards? So we'd love to hear from you guys. That's it for us on this episode. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Business Animal. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. And if you learned something today, leave us a review. To learn more, find us at thebusinessanimal.com. We'd love to hear from you. Until next time, Keep your business well-trained with The Business Animal.